You are now listening to How Do You Do? Featuring Bread Breakfast and Hannah Backwards. It's time to learn, y'all. Hi, hi, hello. Salutations. How you doing? The opposite of goodbye. This is How Do You Do? With Bread Breakfast and Hannah Backwards. And today our guest is Kale Turpin. Uh, I'm changing my name according to the Tulsa world. It's now Cake. It's Cake. Cake Turp. That's, Officially. That's not I'm going to get my knuckles time. retattooed from truck stop <laughs> to just cake on biggest fuck on each finger. You, you gotta. It, and that's not the first time I've seen you be called Cake. It's it's autocorrect. Yeah. That's where that all stems from. Remember you got that package once uh, from like UPS and it said Cake Turban? Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's a common thing because Turpin autocorrects to Turban. Cake Turpin. As it should. As it should. I just want to point out that in, during the intro, the little xylophone thing, um, Brett ha- has poorly numbered where he is supposed to hit the xylophone. No, that's for that's for my ad break. That's, that's the progression of my ad break. So Either way. It goes... Are you supposed like to that. hit both two of them at once? No. I'm, or you just I, have really bad aim? I'm really bad aim. Ha- terrible hand-eye coordination. It is a <laughs> toy made for children with small hands. That fits you perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should also kind of throw in here how well Bread Breakfast and Kale know each other. Yes, Kale is uh, a person whom I refer to Kale as, is my, a person. as my brother. <laughs> uh, yes, Kale, uh, Kale's just the guy that I thought looked neat, and then... <laughs> That's not true at all. Yeah. No, uh, he is my brother, my favorite cheeseburger walrus, um, best tattoo artist. That's that's what Kale does, best tattoo artist I in just, the state. I'm not the best. I just suck less than most. That's Well, I think you're really good, and you've done a lot of tattoos on me. So we thought we'd have you here to answer some questions about tattoos. First, we've got a shout-out. And I've got an extra special shout-out, because last week I shouted out... Do you remember, Hannah? Wasn't it from the Adam Sandler group? No, no, those several others. Uh, <laughs> McDonald's Strikers. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. We, we took a real pro-union stance, and, and I believe that the McDonald's workers should unionize if they have the ability. Kale, how do you feel about that? I mean, they definitely should. The problem is, is that that exact day my kids either wanted Chick-fil-A or McDonald's. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Moral quandary. <laughs> why does it have to be... Like, why Why do we have to really look inwardly before we pick our fucking nugget restaurant? Well, because everything is politicized, and all those politics have a team that you're rooting for if you go spend money there these days. You know, they say that, but if you look even deeper into it, they, they tend to donate to both sides. Yeah. Um, I mean, which is, you know, the number one way to win at the horse track is you bet on all the horses. Well, I mean, <laughs> my, my wife's uh, and I have a conversation. Well, it's not really a conversation. It's her saying, no, I don't want to go to Walmart. I hate them. They are evil. I would rather go to Target. And I look at her and I say, Target's just better at marketing their evil than yeah. Walmart is. Yeah. Target uh, is, I mean, they have a historical record of shutting down stores when the employees uh, 
threaten to unionize. Yeah. It's all the same. It's, Amazon's it's the, same. the same as yeah. Walmart's, the same as Target. It is. I just really want Jeff Bezos to become the real-life iteration of Lex Luthor, he, so I order from is. there frequently. They just bought MGM Grand for like $8.5 billion yeah. today. I, I'm waiting for Jeff Bezos to buy the head shop I work at. <laughs> what did I see the other day? It should alarm all of us that the two richest men in the world are both working on space programs so they can get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's accurate. Well, my shout out is Pedro Castillo. Kale, are you familiar with this no man? He is running for president of Peru. And I had to look that up. President, they do have a president, not a king. That's a, that's a stupid joke. I don't. I don't. No, they don't. No, they don't have a king. But is there anywhere left that really does? There are several. Like a legitimate king. I mean, I'm talking like makes all the fucking rules. Tonga, motherfucker. <laughs> Did you just say Tonga? Tonga. Do you even know where Tonga is? Uh, I know. I have. A, it's a place. Yeah, I have a general idea of where it is. Where? It's an island nation, I believe, in Oceania, like near Did you, New Zealand. Did you just mispronounce. Oceana? No, Oceania. I don't think that's a thing. We went to different public schools, so we're both wrong. (laughs) One of my my favorite things to say that I stole from a funnier friend of mine, when someone's drunk and they're like, oh, hey, man, I know you. And you go, yeah, man, we went to different schools together. (laughs) And just walk away. I love it. That's that's pretty good. So anyway, he's the running uh, for president yeah. of Peru. Um, super leftist, just gained a pretty sizable lead. It looks like he's he's going to win. Uh, I've got some just basic notes. He was like a teacher, became a, a union leader uh, for the teachers union, led a huge strike in 2017 and got like higher pay, basically did all the things that we still haven't done in the U.S. for our teachers. So what you're saying is we've found so far the one Latin American country (laughs) that the cops aren't murking teachers union members. Uh, No, they are. Oh, in Peru they are? Well, I mean, it it was a huge kerfuffle. Okay. Yeah, it was, but they were successful, and that's that's the the cool part about it. I mean, at least until he wins and he's super left. So, of course, we're going to send a bunch of aid money for gender study programs to Peru to help overthrow his government. Yeah, um... (laughs) I my sincerest condolences for when he is assassinated by the CIA in 2025. That's actually in my notes. No, oh, perfect. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Good assassinated to see we both know how this works. Yeah, yeah, and we just kind of like we always find something in South America or Central America that we absolutely need right then, and so we send some advisors to go help them run things better. I think my favorite thing in Central America that no one knows about right now. Remember all those Mormons that got offed in Mexico? Yeah. So supposedly the real story behind that is that area of Mexico is home to one of the largest unmined lithium deposits in the world, and it was Chinese mercenaries, not drug lords, that That, had those Mormons killed. Oh, God, that is uh, very 2020. Yep. (laughs) Right on brand. Yep. That's that's one hell of a theory. Um, Oh, no, it's it's not a theory. The guy that said it is ex- Mexican special forces gotcha. who used to run anti-cartel teams in northern Mexico. Ah. He's 
probably one of the most reliable sources of that yeah, information. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll take it. <laughs> um, I mean, and then, of course, Bolivia. That we can stage a coup whenever we want to. I'm just at a point where I, I honestly quit paying attention. That, that was a direct, that was a tweet from Elon. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He, the other supervillain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, so, I mean, it's it's good to see something in South America going the way that. Not Brazil. <laughs> yeah. Going in a, a good, nice direction, a wholesome direction that's not. For now. Blood in the streets. You know, we'll take what we can get. Okay. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the Nazis to retake over Argentina any day now. Yeah, they're everywhere. That's <laughs> you. know what? It really surprised me how many people just think that everyone from south of the border is brown. Yeah. No, there are a lot of blonde there's hair, blue eyed Argentinians. But not even that. I mean, there's a lot of real white people yeah. that were born and raised in Mexico yeah. by Mexicans. Yes. And it, people are just like, really? Yeah, dumbass. What the fuck? <laughs> like that's not any different. I can from explain here. how genes work, <laughs> but I feel like it's gonna be a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into a couple of fun facts about tattoos and tattooing. Hannah, take it away. Using the term "fun" loosely. <laughs> yeah, these are just things I picked from the internet. <laughs> so. Uh, allegedly, your skin is pierced 50 to 3,000 times per minute by a tattoo machine. Um, and then the oldest pr- discovered proof of tattooing dates back to 3250 BC. Uh, it's o- Utsi? Otzi? I'm not sure, but he was a Goatsy? well... No. No. <laughs> no. Uh, Just no. <laughs> no. They found his body well-preserved in an igloo, and they found over 60 different tattoos, all from, like, stippling to actually, like, artwork. I've recreated some of the tattoos they found on him, specifically the, like, deer thing. That's That's awesome. And I can say, see, Mom and Dad, you said the tattoos were just for thugs. They're also for cavemen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Did, did your parents have strong feelings about tattoos before you ever got into it? Um, I mean, they were against it, not for any particular reason. They just thought it would fuck up my life chances. I, I always got those. I, my, my grandma was like, no, this is the worst thing. <laughs> I got those excuses. You'll never be able to find a job. But then they'd be the first to point out, like, our waiter is covered in tattoos. I'm like, they have a fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll be okay. And I'm, it has, my tattoos have never stopped me from getting a job. I think my parents were just surprised at the success that I have had. With yeah. Them. I think that was what surprised them. Uh, when I think when, when you met my dad, um, I, I took him aside and I said, that's my most successful friend. Uh, just to, like, really rub it in. (laughs) (laughs) Guess what he does. Uh, Yeah, I just... There's nothing wrong with it. I was talking about this with my barber the other day, and we were both like, yeah, we're just like, you know, we just work for a living. And then it was like, yeah, but think realistically how many people are like, fuck, I'd love to be that person. And I'm like, no, you wouldn't, A. B. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like that's the one, the one part of like 
the pull yourself up by your bootstraps horse shit that oh, yeah. the right likes to spout. In reality, most of the time, as long as you just work hard at what you're doing, you can be fairly successful. Yeah, you can be successful enough. You yeah, can get by. Right. And you've really taken it... So, you don't just work in a shop, you own a shop. Right. And it's taken you a long time to get there, and we'll get into all of that, but, I mean, you're the first person, my my rats are thirsty. <laughs> if you can hear that on the recording. But, uh, you're the first person I've ever heard actually have a, uh, good chance of franchising a tattoo shop not like some shit that you see on tv not that kind of shop like an actual yeah i mean i think i just i tried to set my tattoo shop up differently from what most people think of when they think of a tattoo yeah. shop not that there's anything wrong with those shops i've got plenty of you know good friends that own those type of shops yeah and fucking awesome and there's flash all over the walls and or you know friends that own like really dark art themed studios and stuff that's just what they want to do and i just wanted to do something different and i wanted to do something that you know very bright well lit colorful you know lightly colored walls that weren't fucking neon green and look like your fucking basement bedroom when you were 15 in your yeah. emo phase you know well whenever somebody asks me about getting their first tattoo, I recommend they go to your shop. They go to Geek Inc. And not because I like you or because the work is fantastic, which are both true, because you make it easy. You make it less scary. Yeah. It's I'm like just, walking into a into a hair salon. I feel like a lot, and it's getting better, but a lot of tattooers that came up prior to me coming up in the industry and while I was coming up in the industry, like take an approach of oh well this tattoo is cooler than that tattoo whereas i'm like i'm gonna put the same amount of myself into drawing a script name on a karen as i am yeah. to doing a full back piece as you, you know? should because it's not it's really at the end of the day it's a customer service oriented business and if i didn't have customers i wouldn't have a living business. Well, so. and we've all seen that that cliche. It's it's in so many movies where like like a detective walks into a tattoo shop to shake somebody down for information. It's all fucking dark. And yeah. it, it almost looks like a dungeon. Yeah, like you're walking into <laughs> Sometimes a dungeon. it is literally a basement, and there's like one blinking fluorescent light. I mean, what's light. crazy is some of my some of my favorite tattooers literally work in basements in like New York City yeah. <laughs> like, and it is super dimly lit and it 100% looks like a scene out of like what's the what is it the Expendables where Mickey Rourke is the yeah. tattooer yeah. and he just has one lamp on in a garage yeah like it totally looks like that and if you want to see what what we're talking about um look up uh Action Bronson gets tattooed on YouTube and he goes, this is back when Dave Tevinov was still working in New York, and Dave went in and did his, one of his hands. And it's like there's one single light above each artist workstation, and everything else is dark as fuck. Yeah, which those places arguably put out some of the best work. Mm -hmm. Those guys have been doing it for yeah. longer than anybody else. Otherwise, they wouldn't be successful and be able to maintain yep. that space. But 
it's terrifying. If you've never yeah, been for around sure. it, yeah. you go in thinking these guys are criminals or something, or all oh, they're all fresh out of prison. Well, it's like there there's also, you know, that element of like which you don't have at my shop, of like Oh, this dude's a badass. Yeah. You know, this dude yeah. could fucking kill me. Yeah, I definitely and wouldn't think that. I'll going stroke into somebody. Yours. I'll stroke somebody in the fucking face in my well well lit shop, just the same as I will in a dimly lit shop. You yeah. know what I mean? But it, I don't want the client to think I'm going to do that to them <laughs> yes. the moment they walk in the yeah. door. And it is <clears throat> something that comes up, and I'm excited to get to that part of this interview because, <laughs> oh, I know you've got <clears throat> stories and I've got stories. Uh, but let's start with the basics. What are your pronouns? He, him. Okay. How long have you been tattooing? Uh, 15-ish years. Yeah. It's, uh, since before it was legal, listeners... Uh, I started my apprenticeship before it was legal. I was yeah. not technically tattooing before it was legal. What year did it Good become answer. legal? 2006. 2006, yeah. yeah. So I was in college, and I remember there was at least a year when people were still going down to Wichita Falls to get get their buy one, get one free. Either Wichita Falls or fucking Smiling Jacks in Salem Springs, yeah. Arkansas. Yeah. Any place you get a buy one, get one free tattoo is not a place you want to get a tattoo. No, I'd totally go get a buy one, get one free tattoo. <laughs> Man, Fuck I'm... yeah. Just to do it. <laughs> okay, just to say. Let's go get some matching tattoo scale. Uh, just well, I'm sure Smiling Jacks is still around. I don't. I want to say he sold it a few years back, or his family did, or whatever. But yeah, no, I'd totally walk into it. And they're using like a ten dollar Chinese machine. Yeah, yeah, totally yeah. down. Got to get that. Uh, they, well, they're making that spring break money. They can really just work during spring break and make their entire. Oh year. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, was this something that you always wanted to do? I've always been attracted to just kind of the, like, tattooer lifestyle, like the biker, punk rock, whatever, heavy metal lifestyle, you know, kind of wear what I want, do what I want, yeah, say what I want. Um, and I actually talked to a local guy um, about an apprenticeship when I was 16 and showed him some artwork, and um, it, I just wasn't at a point in my life where any of that panned out, um, but... Before I got into tattooing, I went to college for uh, graphics and imaging, which is everything from, like, the graphic design side of whatever to I give me a few days to familiarize myself with it, and I can run printing presses as, you know, long as a school bus. Yeah, which that degree is, it translates to tattooing more than like a BFA. Oh yeah. <laughs> you do more just moving shit around in Photoshop mm -hmm. than actually drawing. Yep. Yeah. People don't understand that, but a, a lot of the shit that you see tattooed on folks was just a picture that somebody printed off a computer and then altered. Yeah. I'm just so glad I'm not in graphic design. <laughs> Ugh. Like, anytime I have a problem client at work, I'm like, well, at least it's not fucking graphic design and somebody wanting six different fonts on a four-by-six business, like, postcard. Yeah, Im imagine having to deal with an HR department. Ugh, oh, no. no. <laughs> so how did you get started then, since it didn't work out at 16? Um, I worked as a bouncer at a nightclub in downtown Tulsa, and we had the first two Tulsa tattoo conventions. Um in 06 
Um, they had already signed the bill into law legalizing it, but it didn't take effect yet. So they were just kind of giving the finger to the health department and the state at that point. Um, and just got to know a lot of the local guys and, um, an ex now ex-girlfriend of mine got me a job, um, working as a tech at a mental hospital locally. And I was still going to college. I had to drive down to Oklahoma city to do training, but I had college classes. So I had to drive back instead of staying down there overnight. And I stopped at Bennett's tattoo and body piercing in Sepulpa and Dave, the owner had had a really bad motorcycle wreck and they needed the counter help. So they were like, all right, we'll show up tomorrow and we'll teach you how to tattoo. Awesome. I, uh, I grew up in Sepulpa. Well, part of my childhood was, was in Sepulpa, and I remember Bennett's, and I remember that they would get raided every once in a while, and he would just, like, buy all new equipment. Oh, no, he'd have a backup at home. Yeah. Yeah, any tattooer that was tattooing publicly <laughs> in Oklahoma at the time would just keep an extra setup at home, and yeah. you'd stop the tattoo and be like, hey, like, be back here in three hours, and we'll finish you up. Yeah. It used to happen. It was a all misdemeanor. Time. Like it was like a five hundred dollar fine yeah, or something yeah. and a misdemeanor. And he ended up he made more money doing it illegally and fight and just paying the fines. Yeah. It D- didn't matter. No. That that shit was always crazy to me. Um, so what kinds of cert- certifications do you have to have to be an artist? Um, it depends on where you're at. Uh, some states are a little more strict than others. In Oklahoma, you have to go through an approved apprenticeship program, which takes two years. Um, you have to have certifications yearly for bloodborne pathogens, CPR, and first aid training. Um and like some states, you they only accept Red Cross certifications. You can't get online and just go to some fly-by-night place. Yeah. Um, then there's like places like Texas where, as long as the shop's licensed, anybody they want to employ can tattoo there. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh okay. That is terrifying. Well, it is, but also it's a real pain in the dick because I would love to hire some friends from Texas, but they can't get licensed here because Oklahoma, to get a license. Without serving an apprenticeship, you have to carry an individual license from another state for a minimum of two years. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. That's quite the process. So, you mentioned it a little bit before, but what are your thoughts on the tattoo bans Oklahoma had? Um, I mean, it's fucking Oklahoma. We're the reddest state in the Union. We're the buckle of the Bible Belt. Yeah. Like, we were the last state to legalize it unsurprisingly well didn't it become legal through a loophole uh that's kind of how any time a tattooer went to court over the misdemeanor fine uh, it was like well you guys are licensing tattoo removal places so yeah so it's it's according to the way the law is written it's no longer an indelible mark upon the body yeah so it makes sense they fucked themselves over that yeah as they often do. Um, so, did that? Did the ban make things difficult for you specifically? You weren't really working during the ban. Um, it was... The ban didn't fuck me over specifically. Um, the way they licensed people leading up to legalization was kind of fucked, but uh, there wasn't a better way to do it. Basically, yeah. you could just... 
you would send them pictures and you had to prove a thousand hours of tattooing. Well, an hour was a one by one square inch on a photo. So there were people stealing other people's photos. There were people that were um, taking, you know, a tattoo that was a three by three and blowing it up to a nine by nine on a piece of paper and just sending it in as that size because they couldn't tell, you know, once you zoom in close enough, you can't tell what part of the body it's on. So there were still loopholes with that. Um, but I ended up, uh, going through my apprenticeship and had a falling out with my, uh, mentor ended up getting licensed in Missouri and then in Oklahoma to get a guest artist license, you just have to have have an out of state license, but it's a monthly, it started out as a weekly deal. It used to be, um, it was, or I'm sorry, when it, when I first started doing it this way, it was $250 a month. So I got licensed in Missouri. I was working up there three days a week and then working just bartending and bouncing here <clears throat> and delivering pizza for Cowboy Sharkies at the time and uh, paying 250 you know, trying to find a shop to work at. I ended up uh, getting a shot at Outsiders, and then I just started paying $250 a month for a guest artist license, and then it turned into $50 a week, three-quarters of the way through my two years. Okay. All right. Um, what awards have you received from your tattooing so far? Um, <clears throat> I've won a, uh, like, best movie character, best traditional. Um, I haven't really entered anything in probably eight or nine years into any competitions. You are licensed by Lucasfilm, I am right? licensed by Lucasfilm. Um, only one in the state? <clears throat> only one in the state. Yeah. That takes yep. quite a bit, doesn't it? Um, so I tattoo with a group of tattooers called Ink Fusion Empire, and uh, we do exclusively tattoo at Comic-Cons. We don't do regular tattoo conventions or anything like that. And then once you're in that group, as long as you have a good body of work representative of Star Wars, you can apply to tattoo at Star Wars Celebration under the group. And that's what I did. That's... So, if somebody wanted a a Star Wars tattoo, you're the only one who can legally... Correct. Do it. I'm the only one who can recreate Star Wars imagery on skin in the state of Oklahoma legally. It's very loose... Disney up to this point has not gone after anyone making Disney or Star Wars tattoos. That's not to say they won't. Um, There's actually a court case going on right now. A photographer is suing Kat Von D for recreating one of his pictures on a client. Um, I want to say of Miles Davis. Uh, But yeah, I I, I haven't heard the outcome of that or if it's even hit the courts yet. Hmm, Interesting. But that potentially could change things. We'll see. I doubt it will. Yeah, no, she she just gets away with whatever she wants to fucking do, doesn't she? I mean, I guess. I've met her once. She was not the coolest person to interact with. That was also before I was tattooing, Um, you know. No, I just mean the anti-vax stuff and the... Oh, I didn't even know about any of that. Oh, yeah, that's no, how she's... little she, <laughs> she matters <laughs> in my yeah, fucking life. She's an anti-vaxxer. Well, that's dumb. Yeah. That's a whole lot of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what what is your style? What do you consider your style? Um, I specialize in realism and neo-traditional. Um, I can do just about anything. 
I don't like to do biomechanical because I don't feel like I feel like it is my most lacking work. And we have other artists at the shop that are much Tony. better at it. Yeah, so I just give it to them. Um, I think there's two sides of the fence in tattooing these days. There's people that specialize in stuff, and those are usually the younger artists. And they're like, I only want to do this type of stuff. And then there's guys like me and the guys that came before me. They're like, no, if something walks in the door, you need to be able to tattoo it well. I've heard you say that to, to artists. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you better fucking do this. Don't turn down work. Like, it's fine to have something you're really good at. I've got stuff that I'm much better at than other things. But I can still pull off a clean biomechanical tattoo if I have to. Yeah, he's definitely... I mean, you want to be well-rounded. You don't want to yeah. purposefully... Especially in a... I mean, if you're in, like, a major five metro, like Dallas, New York, mm-hmm. places like that, then, yeah, you can feasibly make a, as good of a living specializing in just one thing, but you're going to spend 10, 15 years prior to that doing whatever walks in the door until you build up a large enough clientele base. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So you own the Shop Geek Inc. here in Broken Arrow. Did you ever imagine yourself having your own shop? Um, yes and no. I mean, I think every tattooer, for the most part, dreams of having their own tattoo shop. But, you know, it... it Things were going a little wacky at the place I tattooed at previously, yeah. and so I made the decision and made the jump and didn't look back. Yeah, remember you just throwing your hands up like I'm tired of relying on. Yeah, I'm, I'm else. good at relying on myself. I'm, yeah. I'm not good at relying on other people. <laughs> That's I don't do well with disappointment. Uh, so you've worked at what two, three other shops? Uh, I worked at, technically at three other shops. I started at Bennett's. Then I went um, and worked for a gentleman named Dale at Ink Attack Graphics in Joplin. Um, he was one of the, like, OGs of this area. Um, him, and then actually the first guy I ever talked to about an apprenticeship was um, Cliff, who used to own Eyewitness. Um, I think he still owns one of the Eyewitnesses in Springfield, Missouri. Um but Dale's now unfortunately passed away. But my buddy Daryl, who also worked there, he now owns um, Old Sixty Six in Joplin. He brought he got me a job there and and all that. Um, and then I went to work at Outsiders, and then I opened my shop. Okay. Who's your favorite tattoo artist? I'd have to say either Jacob Doney or Edgar Marquez, and they're two completely opposite ends of the spectrum as far as styles. Edgar Marquez does a lot of, like, not quite as precise, but very dark, like, H.R. Geiger demons and shit coming out of your body, black and gray work. And then Jacob Doney does straight American traditional. Okay. Awesome. Um, do, you, do you pick the artists that work at your shop? I mean... People apply to work at the shop. I look at their portfolio, look at their social media, look at, you know, call. I actually had a, had an instance, um, recently we've been looking for a piercer on and off for a while and, uh, good piercers and qual and like reliable quality piercers are very hard to find in this industry, unfortunately. Um, but I had a guy email me and I had another artist up from a shop in OKC, um, dropping off some 
tattoo pigment to me. And I said, hey, have you heard, do you know this name? And uh, he's like, no, I haven't heard of the guy. And then my apprentice, um, after he had left, was like, hey, about that guy, uh, I've heard a lot of bad sexual predatory things about this dude. So I was like, yeah, not hiring that motherfucker. Yeah. I just like to, I like to, there's a, there's a lot of really, really phenomenal, good, hardworking people in tattooing. There's also a lot of really, really big scumbags in tattooing. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to. I don't want anybody who's a piece of shit working in my shop. You hear so. it constantly. It's all. There's so much of just the weirdest drama. Uh, like so and so was uh, grooming fourteen year olds and shit like that. And I see it specifically like you and a couple of other tattoo artists calling out other tattoo artists for it. Well, and honestly over the really the past like five years a lot of people with my length of experience in the tattoo industry are really getting on board with like outing shit bags yeah. publicly good. um good and i mean it's it's at least once a month i'll see somebody you know post so and so and also a lot of clientele has gotten really good at outing shit bags yeah. you know and it's uh it's definitely, um, you know, what one thing, too, is, like, I've had to, especially with, like, when Me Too came about, it was, like, really paying attention to what I am doing during the procedure. Things that, well, the way I was trained, I wouldn't even think about doing, but being more mindful about speaking about, hey, I've got to put my arm here, yeah. or things like yeah. that. Just being more mindful of my approach to stuff, just to, you know, I feel like not only has that movement made it easier for people to um, speak about their experiences, but it's also made people who haven't had bad experiences more aware when they do have a bad experience. Yes, yeah. You know, so trying to make sure that I'm not the person unknowingly giving someone a bad experience yeah. type of thing. So Yeah, well, that's awesome. Um, how long do artists typically stay in your shop? I mean, this will be, well, we have been open six years. Um, I mean, I want the type of people to work at my shop with me that are going to be there long term. It is a high turnover industry. Um, but also, like, there are definitely people that are known as shop jumpers. And the more you jump from shop to shop, the less likely it is that a good shop is going to hire you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I think... My longest employees been there. Tony's basically four been years. there since the beginning. Not since the beginning, but shortly at within a year okay. of opening. I think he's been there for somewhere between four and five years. Okay. You know. Um, and you said you have an apprentice, so you do typically take on apprentices. Um, I. Yes and no. I don't urge anyone to come to me for an apprenticeship. Yeah. Um, you also don't charge for it, do you? I don't, um, you know, but I also have an expectation of, like, when it's time to buy machines, you need to spend $800 or $1,000 on a good set of machines. Yeah. Um, I was not charged for my apprenticeship. I know people that were and are still great tattooers. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, if I take somebody on as an apprentice, it means I see something in them, and I don't think that cost should be a barrier to entry. I think that work ethic 100% should be the largest yeah. barrier to entry. It's kind of one of those things like 
I'm not going to hire someone who I don't think I can trust to mop the fucking floors regularly because yeah. I'm not going to be able to trust that person to do a clean tattoo regularly. Well, you got to be shop bitch too. Oh, for sure. You've got to earn it. you gotta, you got to <laughs> really play nothing ball. In, and nothing in life is free, including an apprenticeship. Just because it doesn't cost money doesn't mean it's free. I, well, I've had people come to me to ask you if they could apprentice, and I just tell them no. Yeah. I'm like, no, he's, <laughs> he's going to turn you down. The number one thing I will tell anyone if they want to apprentice to tattoo, I will automatically write you off, generally, if you use some form of digital communication to ask me about an apprenticeship. Yeah. That is not, a, that shows me no fucking ethic. So you got to hang out at the shop. Hang out. I mean, at minimum, come in and bring a portfolio and just sit and talk about an apprenticeship. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm going to give you an apprenticeship. Yeah. That just means that, like, I will bestow upon you some knowledge. Now, other places you can go in and drop $10,000 and... Yeah, I mean, there's there's all sorts of options, you know. Um, I mean, fuck, there's even tattoo schools that aren't worth the literally anything. Yeah. Um, I know there is... I've heard word that there's a person trying to put together a legitimate, like, college-accredited tattoo program. Um, I want to say in Oregon. There was one. Uh, so... Uh, we've talked about this before, where I went to college um, in Chickasha, they, it was right at the uh, end of the ban, and the BFA program added an emphasis in tattooing. I think one person got it. Yeah, that's... And it was... It's like they had to create an entirely new curriculum. I mean, but that's like... To say emphasis in tattooing, to me, that just immediately makes that piece of paper you just paid money for worthless. Yeah. Like, if you walked into my shop and were like, hey, I've got this fucking bachelor's degree in fine art with an emphasis in tattooing, I'm going to laugh you out of my fucking yeah. shop. You, you, don't, you don't emphasis in tattooing. You either go full fucking bore and serve a full apprenticeship. Yeah. Or you don't. Yeah. You know, and if it's one of those, I'm hoping that if this program comes to fruition, it's going to be one of those things of like, you know basically an apprenticeship on a collegiate level, that's fine. Yeah. But if it's like you're going to paint for fucking four years and do sculpture and all that, like that shit should be in addition to an apprenticeship. Yeah. Yeah. That sh an apprenticeship should not be in addition to a fine arts background. Well, the, it, it was weird too. You knew that they didn't know what they were doing right. because they made him... The, the guy who, who got the BFA, they made him actually work on people... For his portfolio. Yeah, no one should be teaching tattooing that's not an ethical tattoo. Yeah, and of course, it's an e it was an eBay kit. Yeah. Um, I remember it came with a fucking how-to VHS tape. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, if, I mean, I, I'm glad they tried it, but that's not how it's going to work yeah. out. <laughs> okay. Um, see, how many apprentices have you had? Two and a half. Two and a half. Already. So, Sonia. Sonia, Chris, Buddy. Buddy, yeah. So one has successfully completed an apprenticeship. Um, Chris is in the middle of his. Um, Buddy didn't didn't complete his. No, ducked out after a year. But I'm waiting for Chris to finish because I told him he's going to work on me, and I gave him a prompt. He's got nine months or so. To figure out what he's going to do. And the prompt was hot dog. 
So it's going to be some sort of hot dog theme. Because I need it. So, Kill, what's your favorite tattoo that you've done so far? Sorry, I smelt a weird smell. It was the incense getting to the end of the incense. I was like, is something on fire? I mean, yes, technically something is on fire, but it's allowed to be on fire. My favorite tattoo I've done. I Man, it's not complete yet, but I just did like a traditional and realism mashup on my wife. Um, that was really fun. We just unfortunately didn't get it finished, but yeah. that'll be coming soon. How many tattoos do you have? I don't know. I quit counting. Yeah. How many hours do you think you have? Oh, God. Well over 50, I'm sure. Yeah. So you're covered. Yeah, I mean, fairly. You know, I don't have full sleeves. I've yeah, got it's... probably three quarters worth of full sleeves, and I've got shit on my chest, my stomach, my back, legs. I mean, I've got pretty much everywhere but my dome still tattooed no, in some way. Still no face tattoo. My wife won't let me get a face tattoo. But I'm going to get a side of my head done. I'm going to get, like, around my ear with, like, a big Sith fucking collar. <laughs> you called me one night and said, I'm going to get a diamond tattooed under my eye. And I was like, ah, I bet that means something in prison. Look that up first. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favorite tattoo on your body? Probably either my unicorn on my hand for one of my kids or my kyber crystals on my thumbs. I think. Probably just because I look at them all the time. Well, I've, I've, my favorite on you is we're home. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get that redone. It needs to be touched up real bad. That was the most painful tattoo was my lower knuckles for yeah. sure. <laughs> Bony parts hurt the worst. Yeah, it's not fun. I should have waited until I got fat to do my ribs. <laughs> Six hours of excruciating pain. No, you should have got it done when you were fat, and then you got skinny again. Yeah. And now you're fat again. Yeah, I'm fat again. <laughs> <laughs> what do you consider to be your biggest accomplishment? Just owning my shop and being successful at it. Right on, man. Yeah. And it is one hell of a shop, but... We're going to take a little break so we can make money. Okay. Ugh, this pipe sucks. Go get a new one. Where? Some shady hole in the wall where I have to spend my whole paycheck just on a piece of shit that'll break in a day? Okay, wow. You have a lot of feelings about this. Why don't you take another hit? Where do I go? The vape shop at 129th and Memorial in Bixby. What makes them so special? They have a great selection of glass, vapes, pipes, accessories, e-juice, kratom, and more. They have good prices, they're very knowledgeable, and the best part, they're all really good looking. Easy on the eyes, huh? Sexy as hell. The vape shop with two A's, 129th and Memorial in Bixby. Welcome back to How Do You Do? And we are done making a very small amount of money thanks to Spotify and Anchor. 
And speaking of pay, how much does it pay to be a tattoo artist? I mean, starting out, if you're at a good shop, uh, 36 a year all the way up to 136 a year. Okay. Um, really just depends on your experience and clientele and all that. That's, that's I mean, either way, that's, that's a living wage. And considering you're completely independent, are there... Are there shops that pay, like, salary, or are they all 100% um, I mean, at, at the most, it's, like, there's shops that do just a flat booth rent. There's shops that do um, a percentage. Uh, there's shops that pay by check. Um, mm -hmm. It really just depends on how the shop does their books. Okay. Um, what, what cut do you take? I'm just, if it just depends okay. on the artist, how long they've been there. If they're okay. a new artist, if they're an old artist. So a negotiation tactic to keep artists too. Yeah. I mean, it is, but it's also like, if you're a commission based shop, you should provide everything except machines and ink to yeah. your artists, which is what we do. Yeah. So. I, I know that you, <laughs> you actually list that when you're asking for or when you're posting ads for new employees yeah you say we provide everything mm -hmm. except machines yep. and and it makes me sad that you have to specify that well i mean there's, there's a lot you know just as with any industry there's owners that will take advantage of unknowing artists yeah mm. okay do you believe that there are bad tattoos I don't necessarily think there's bad tattoos. You deserve the tattoo you get. <laughs> That's kind of a very nice answer of saying, yes, there are bad tattoos. No, I mean, it's 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 people, you know, there obviously is a range of less quality to top quality. Yeah. But in general, majority of people deserve the tattoo they get. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing, you know, if you aren't willing to, like, if you're not willing to wait for someone who's booked out months and months because of their level of work, then you're obviously generally, except for some rare occasions, going to go somewhere that does not have the same level of work and you're not going to get that same experience. Yeah, but they just get a sooner date. So it's really, yeah. Okay. I don't understand why people try to do price matching. It really doesn't happen a whole lot anymore. I'm good. Or maybe it's just that it's known that we're expensive. I don't know. Um, I mean, I haven't had anyone. Let me rephrase. In Oklahoma, we didn't shut down. We didn't quarantine. Everything opened back up a month after 30 days of quarantine. Yeah. And so everybody generally went back to work. Most places reopened, unless you're in the service industry. But even then, fairly quickly, a lot, I'd say the majority of restaurants went back to, you know, at least 50 to 75% capacity. And people were going out. And, you know, the bar business was the bar business. And Oklahoma had a whole lot of people that were still working who also got stimulus checks. So like we, there's tax time, you know, we call them tax time ballers. Oh, people yeah. get their tax money and it's, you know, Oh, well I have some expendable income. I'm going to go get a tattoo. Yeah. And those people, you know, they got that money burning a hole in their pocket. So they can sometimes be impatient, but man, the people that had the fucking stimmy money, Holy shit. Whole other level of like, I want to get it done today. Do you have anybody open today? Yeah. Cool, I'll go somewhere else. That's ridiculous. It's worth waiting for. I've seen some 
I've seen some real bad work from like. Well, especially for bigger stuff. I mean, like little, you know, small 30 minute to an hour walk in tattoos or one thing. But like we'd get people wanting half sleeves done like day of. And it's like you can't even. That's not a thing, man. <laughs> you can't design wow. that in yeah, a day. It's not. You need to sit on this shit. It's yeah. on your body for your life. Yeah. <laughs> it took it. It took two years for me to get my ribs to finally decide to do it. Yeah. There's no design to it either. So it's like, you just wait. Yeah, I mean, I've had four different ideas for chest tattoo ideas that I've been mulling around for like five years. I have not committed, and so I'm not going to get anything until right. I officially commit and for a while. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, is this something you can see yourself doing forever? I will always be involved in the industry in some way, uh, whether it be tattooing or owning a shop. I mean, I'd like to get to a point where I could, you know, feasibly tattoo like three days a week and pursue other interests like motorcycles, stuff like yeah. that, um, another couple of days a week. Um, but I will probably always be involved in the industry in some way. Well, it breaks you down. I mean, it, it can if you don't, you know, chiropractor, fucking massages stuff yeah. like that like you definitely have to take care of your body in this industry you know you sit all day and you're hunched over all day it's something that i learned through you is that that like opiate addiction is oh it runs rampant in the issue. industry yeah well and historically that's also because not a lot of tattooers have health insurance yeah and it's a lot easier to you know start with a five milligram Laura tab and then eventually you're at a 30 milligram fucking Oxycontin for your back pain and then you're just straight boosting heroin straight into your fucking blood. Yeah. No, we've seen it. We've seen it many times. Yep. And it's, it's sad every time. How do you feel about people who insist tattoos don't hurt? I mean, maybe they don't in that particular area that person's been tattooed. I mean, it's also a, what's your definition of hurt, you know? It, is it as bad as stubbing your toe on a coffee table? More than likely not. But is it, like, annoying as shit? Yeah, it's just a different kind of pain. I mean, I hate getting tattooed at this point. The older I get, the worse it is. <laughs> yeah. People ask me, did, did that hurt? And I'm like, hell yeah, it hurt. Yeah. Uh, duh. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act hard and be like, no. Nah. I fell asleep during it. I'm not full of shit. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's just an individual experience, you know. Uh, do you use the numbing spray? Um, depending on the client, I don't start off using numbing stuff. Um, but if, like, you know, I'm doing a five hour session on somebody and, yeah. and you know, I, my job is to get that tattoo looking nice and clean. If they can't sit, then I can't get that tattoo done nice and clean. So I'll break out some, some light numbing spray. Yeah, I've met artists who said that they'll never use it because they want you to feel the pain. And I'm like, stop being a hard ass. This yeah, is that's, customer that's, service. I'm not, I'm not about that life. Yeah. <laughs> if you need to use it, use it. It's yeah. fine. And nobody wants to be like 85% of the way done with with a piece and then like start to tap out. Right. Yeah, throw some yeah. lidocaine on it. Yeah. Finish it up. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I broke Hannah, so I'll go to the next question. Will you do racist tattoos? No. No. I know. At and if one, you want me to cover them up, you're paying. 
Okay. Yeah. You, you won't you won't cover no. them up for free. No, you're paying for your mistake. Do you think that uh do you think that the places that do offer the free cover ups are just doing it for the press for the free press? I have no idea. I mean that's their that's their life and their prerogative. Yeah. I, you're gonna pay me. I don't give every, a shit. Every everyone I've seen who does it has gotten an article in the newspaper. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree you should have to fucking pay to get it covered up, but I also don't believe in cover-ups because, like, you've got something because no, you I mean, were... I'm fine with somebody covering up. I'll cover yeah. up stuff for, you know, no problem, but I'm not going to do it for free because you decided you weren't racist all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, I don't... It's not <laughs> That's... A... Yeah, I'm not going to get any racist tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> I won't get a racist tattoo, but anything I got, I got... For a specific reason. Why right. would I cover that up later? Right. Have you ever had to kick anyone out of the shop? Um, I have not. Um, I've had to kick people out of other people's shops. Uh, my buddy's shop up in Joplin. I caught this kid trying to steal a piece of flash off the wall, and I choked him the fuck out um, <laughs> and threw him out of the shop. But I haven't specifically had to kick anyone out of my shop. I've kicked someone out of your shop. Yeah, at what, like a Friday the 13th event? Yeah, I think yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> like um, Sounds about right. I, I think I had been on my feet at that point for like eight hours. Yeah. Basically directing traffic and... Right. <laughs> God, it was a madhouse. Drunk guy comes in with his girlfriend. She's getting worked on. He wasn't. And he, the whole time, just complained about the prices. We were like, dude, it's a $20 tattoo. Yeah, what, what are you doing? And I, t I asked him to leave politely, and he didn't. And I said, nope, you're going to leave now. And I, I guess, uh, scared him enough that he bounced. My favorite are people that complain about prices because I just make it even pricier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's awesome. They'll be like, well, what about this? And I'm in my head, I'm like, well, you just bitched about the price of the lesser costly tattoo, so I'm going to double price this just yeah. so you'd never come here. <laughs> it's not even worth it. It's one of those, like... I want your business. I don't need your business. Have you had to kick anybody out of like the chair? Like give them like, hey, you need to go cool off and then we'll finish or anything like that. No. I mean, you'll get people that go into like needle shock where you've got to take a break yeah. and like get them some sugar and stuff like that. But I've never had to kick anybody out of my chair. Okay. Luckily, knock on fucking wood. Yeah. Don't knock on anything. It'll pick up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any rivals? Not to my... If I do, somebody fucking tell me. Because I don't... I'm not, I don't know. I, I just don't care enough. Like... Yeah. I... I if somebody dislikes me, cool. Are there so any have, artists... Have fun letting me live rent-free in your fucking dome. Like, yeah. Are there any artists in town that you just can't stand? Do you want to call anyone out? No. Okay. I just don't care enough. Like... <laughs> Like, I'm going to stay over here and I'm going to do my yeah. my stuff and you go have fun over there doing your stuff. I mean, there are plenty I would love to call out, but that, I'm just, not going to do that. I just don't care. Like, <laughs> I really don't. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, what, as long, uh, until your life choices start affecting my direct day to day, I don't give a fuck what you do. Right on. You know. What's the worst thing a client has said to you in the chair? So... I don't even know if I should tell this story. You should then. Um, I won't say a specific story. My wife um, holds a professional job um, involved in mental health. And 
there have been times she's been up at the studio with me and a client will find out what she does for a living and just fucking word vomit all over her. Oh, no. And uh, so, like, those are really the worst. I mean, I'm not... I'm a pretty far out there motherfucker in my brain. So like, it's really hard to like shock surprise <laughs> me in any way. Things. Like, yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's just one of those things that comes with the territory and tattooing. You hear just a little bit of everything. So, <laughs> so you've never, you don't have anything like, uh, like, cause people go into confessional mode. I mean, I don't, I've got stories that, uh, like that have happened to other artists where it's not even confessional mode. Like I read, um, on a forum the other day, guy and his girlfriend were in getting name tattoos for each other. News flashes across the screen of the dude getting tattooed, robbing a convenience store and shooting the clerk in the fucking face while he's getting tattooed. He gets tattoo gets finished. He gets up and he, gets convinced to turn himself in by another tattooer who like grew up with him in the same neighborhood. And then, so he leaves to go turn herself in and the girlfriend gets the dude's name tattooed on her neck. Like (laughs) immediately following, like, you know, there's stuff like that, but, um, like I haven't had anyone confess to murder or anything like that. You know, people will be like, you know, tell me the weird shit they're into, but then, (laughs) but then it's like, Part of me is like, oh, that's not really that weird, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, it's, you know, it depends on what you define as weird or odd or crazy or... Well, I mean, outside of a doctor's office, you also have one of the few jobs where people will just get naked in front of you non-sexually. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like... You've seen everything. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather have a crazy story than some chick wanting her vagina tattooed and she hasn't showered all morning. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'd rather find out that she murdered someone than <laughs> smell yeah. her stinky vagina. That's fair. That's completely fair. <laughs> Are there any tattoos you refuse to do outside of racist ones? Uh, not really. I mean, there's tattoos I have to refuse. In Oklahoma, you're not allowed to tattoo from the jawline to the hairline from the uh, tragus of the ear forward. That's technically falls under cosmetic tattooing. Okay. Um, so it's illegal for um, just standard licensed tattooers in the state of Oklahoma. Do you to have tattoo. to be an esthetician? I No. I mean, really, it's bullshit. I mean, there's a lot of people out. Supposedly, you have to do it under the supervision of a doctor. Ah, okay. Really, what that loosely means is basically the place is owned by a doctor, and that motherfucker's never on site. I have seen them starting to write more um, um, fines and citations for people doing illegal cosmetic tattooing, but really, in my opinion, it should fall under normal tattoo law. I think so too. Um, because there's a lot of people that are going out and getting, you know, they'll go to Dallas for a two week seminar on how to microblade eyebrows. Yeah. Two weeks is not enough time to learn how to put it, a mark on someone's body. Yeah. You didn't, you look into getting that. I looked, no, I looked into, um, there's a certain tattoo removal process that you actually tattoo the person with a chemical compound. Um, but it's real fucking gnarly, and so I didn't do it. Ah, okay. Um, 
but like if you do laser removal, it falls under medical law mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, there's a lot of money in permanent makeup. Oh, there's a shitload of money in permanent makeup. I want some of it. Well, <laughs> I want some of the permanent eyeliner. Well, so I've seen, I've seen it done really well. I've yeah. also seen it done where, like you said, they got it. They took a two week course, very obviously, and right. Yeah. It's, well, it's, and and here's the other thing too of like that's just not ethical to me. I don't think so like, either. Taking a two week course and then, you know. What if you're working on, you know, someone who just went through cancer treatments and lost all their hair and that's why they want their eyebrows microbladed and you do a shit fucking job. So this person's just been through, you know, however many rounds of chemo and just wants to look some semblance of fucking normal and you're an asshole because you took two weeks Mm -hmm. of a course and think that you're God's gift to microblading and, you know, and then potentially too, you don't have really any training in bloodborne pathogens either so your setup's not clean so now this person has hepatitis you know what i mean there's so many variables to it that two weeks is nowhere near enough training now some poor cancer patient looks surprised all the time right yeah (laughs) what's the grossest piece you've done i don't really have any You've never done a butthole i think no i've you don't really get a call for it um well i've been I'm mean, me wrong. I'll totally tattoo somebody booty hole. I'm <laughs> totally down. Yeah. Like, but I mean, well, every you're going to you, get surcharged if you smell bad. Every time you have an apprentice, I threaten them with it. I'm like, you're when you're doing your first real tattoos, I'm going to make you tattoo my butthole. <laughs> because you told Sonia once that she couldn't turn anyone down. Oh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's like, I am taking advantage of this. Yeah. And I no, need an I mean, octopus I've, You know, I've seen, um, like, I've seen there's been some, some chicks in the past few years in porn who, like, their specific allure is they've got, like, there's the girl with the octopus tentacles coming yeah. out of her ass. And, like, that's cool. I've just never encountered a client that wanted that, yeah. you know. So it's like, what do you do? Uh, you hate painting, and now do you? Hate- uh, it's just because I'm bad at it. Oh, is that is that <laughs> common among artists? I mean, I think every artists? artist has their favorite non-tattoo medium. Mine's mm. just Prismacolor pencil or Copic markers. Okay, I'm just real fucking bad at painting, and I think the reason it annoys me so bad is I know how good I can get nice smooth blends of gradient color with Prismacolor yeah. pencils, and I don't know how to do that with paint. So I just instead of learning, which you know is on my to-do list at some point in my life, I just don't fucking paint. I don't have any urge to pick up acrylic or oils. I do want to learn how to watercolor paint, like you traditional flash but yeah i just at this point i don't i could do without knowing how and to paint the fact that you're constantly surrounded by like world-class artists who yeah can every teach you like ev- well but like it's also a matter of time yeah. you know like i don't between owning a shop and having two kids and you know a some semblance of a shitty social life like <laughs> it's not I just, I don't have the want to devote extra time to learning how to paint at this point Fair. in my life. Fair. <laughs> I think we're all kind of getting there to that point. Um, so you've mentioned vaginas and buttholes. I mean, I'm assuming, is there anywhere you won't tattoo? No. Okay. <laughs> that's kind of If, if I've got to tattoo your cock, you're paying me extra. That's, yeah. That's. At inside of the lip. 
that's all all inbounds. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I'll tattoo. No law says I can't tattoo inside of the lip. So, yeah. um, but I mean, they just don't hold. It's kind of like somebody. Yeah. To me, that's the same as somebody coming in and getting a hand tattoo. I'm just going to give them the speech of like, this is not going to hold yeah. like a tattoo would elsewhere. Top of the feet too. Yeah. Uh, what would you say to someone who is wanting to become a tattoo artist? Don't do it. You're. You, I mean, in reality, like, no matter what happens in my personal or my social life, I'll always have tattooing. You, it's one of the last few remaining jobs that you can realistically be married to and not have a shitty time. Um, but it's fucking hard you know yeah. you got to find your own health insurance you got to figure out your own retirement plan you've got to the hours suck you know it's not like i can't tell you how many events of friends or whatever that i missed yeah because i i was like well fuck i've got to make rent so i'm gonna stay here and tattoo this instead of go to the bar and spend money yeah and it's just it's you know Feast, nah. feast or famine. We've got a slow season. We've got a busy season. If you don't save any money during busy season, you're going to have a real bad slow season. Yeah. And I've never blamed you for missing. Yeah, any. no, I mean, it's... If you can't come to a comedy show, I understand. But you still do make an effort to... to, to yeah, I mean, I try, I try and go out, you know, and, and do stuff. But then it's also, like, kids and, you know, I really like spending time with my wife yeah. and... You know, it's like if she's got to stay home and watch a kid or we've got to pay a babysitter. So, you know, I'm spending money before I even walk out the door to go spend money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that's just Fortunately, cool. if you get your business name on the side of your van, everything is a work expense. That's true. <laughs> that's true. I can't. I've written off many a tattoo dinner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We went inside DJP and you turned it into a tax write-off. No, because that, yeah. No, because I get hand out business cards. Yeah, easy. That's a, that's incredible. Um, well, what's something you wouldn't know about the tattoo industry? That I wouldn't know, or that a normal like person, a normal wouldn't, person know. wouldn't know about the tattoo industry? Um, any good tattooer hates every tattoo they do. Okay, no, I understand that. Same with comedy. Like from a from a like, oh, I like, I love tattooing my wife. I also hate tattooing my wife because. I, f I find every flaw that I didn't see leading up to doing the tattoo, and then I just obsess over that flaw for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. I was like, and you have to see it every, every day. Every single day. <laughs> and you can't, you can't hide dicks in her tattoos. I mean, I can. <laughs> I just don't. It's because you're a good person. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't either. I'm lying. <laughs> um, so... This is this is the really big uh, $64,000 question. Why do male tattooists tend to look like the human embodiment of a remote control monster truck? How else are we supposed to stand out? I you know It gets harder and harder <laughs> every day to stand out in society and say look at me and that's all I want people to do is look at me. You Well, so I guess for our listeners, let's describe Kale a little bit. I'm six foot one. I'm 330 pounds. I have the beginnings of a Kentucky waterfall yeah. with race stripes in the side of my head. I have one inch gauged ears and a fucking three inch long beard. And you bought sunglasses from the from Riff Raff's official online. No, I never bought those, but I did buy blenders. Okay. <laughs> like the bright, shiny yeah. douche. The modern day Oakley fucking shades, you know, with the reflective lenses. And From the shoulders up. I want up. to look like I'm yelling. 
Like, my yeah. look yeah. needs to scream at people when they look at me. Turquoise jewelry. Like, I'm legit. <laughs> I do it. Well, I'm not wearing it now. But, yeah, yeah I have yeah. two giant turquoise rings. Um, I'm legitimately probably going to get some gold fronts in the next year. Yeah. Oh, I really God. want, like, a fat fucking $10,000 Cuban link fucking chain. Like Killer yeah. Mike style fucking gold chain. I would love one. I have a black one, but it was only a hundred dollars. I mean, I don't, I, haven't, I don't have the clout to drop ten G's on a fucking we'll chain. Spray right painted now. gold. Nobody will know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from the shoulders up, you look like uh, you would. You. I would look be, like I drive a '79 Camaro. You do. Like, you could be at home standing on top of an RV in the center of a NASCAR track. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, great mullet. Yeah. Oh, you're beautiful. Although, beautiful. I'm going to have to cut it off soon because it's getting too mainstream. <laughs> you grew up it's for about, your wedding. I did grow up for the wedding. <laughs> and you know what my wife did? Bought me a $700 fucking hat to wear at the ceremony <laughs> so oh, she yeah. didn't have to look at my fucking mullet in wedding pictures. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame her. She outsmarted me. <laughs> don't blame her. Hannah will let me get a mullet. Why? Do it anyway. Brad doesn't want to cut their hair either way. Yeah, it's true. So... Don't be a fucking bitch, Brett. <laughs> no, I don't want to cut my hair. Remember I when I burned it all off and I had to shave my head and I cried. So now right, I don't want to cut my hair. But what better way to get over part of your trauma than by cutting <laughs> your hair into a mullet? Uh, okay, I when I am finally ready to cut my hair, we're going mullet. Yes. But and it's going to be long. That's fine, but we need to perm it. Oh. My hair is too fine, or mine would be permed. If this idea is getting too good. The universe is going to implode in on itself. It's it's. Uh, luckily, my hair once it gets to a certain point gets curly, so I don't have to perm it. But like, I would totally if I could perm my hair, that shit would be like slick back, shiny yes. as fuck with the fucking curls. Oh yeah, no, this, I want. Kenny Powers eastbound Like and dripping, down, yeah. looking like it's oh fucking dripping as I swing back and yeah. forth. I want it to drip. Yeah, I need that oh. Dale D'Antoni fucking riffraff fucking Fuck mullet. yeah. Okay. I'm on board. I'll do yes. it. We'll, we'll both do this. And you got to keep it for a while. Oh, yeah. We, you know You, you know can't just like cut it and then the next day cut it off. You know how lazy I am. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, do you have anything you would like to plug or promote? Um, everybody at my shop, shop is better than me. Um, Geek Ink Tattoo on Instagram, Facebook, all the normal social medias. Um, Pooh Bear Kale on Twitter. No, I think I changed it to Broba Fat. Oh, okay. <laughs> which is <laughs> also like awesome. my PlayStation handle, and just downloaded Magic the Gathering Arena on the iPads. Oh, my oh God. God. You just said iPads. I did. Yeah. We are old old uh, dads now. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you're booked up forever. I'm, uh, my books are closed. Um, I will be reopening them August 1st. When they reopen, the available appointment times will be for November and December. Yeah. So... And then once those are booked, I'm closing them motherfuckers again. Yeah. So get in while the getting's good. Uh, is anybody um, at your shop currently taking walk-ins? Uh, starting next week, I believe Jonathan will. Um, Cyrus usually has some availability throughout the week for smaller stuff. Um, 
then if everything goes right, uh, I'm hiring this new cat from California, um, Frank Sanchez, and he'll be able to do some uh, walk-ins here pretty soon because he'll be coming in fresh with no, no local clientele. So, uh, No piercers yet? No piercers as of yet. Um, I'd love to get one, but it's just so, the, the pickings are slim. Listeners, if you uh, have piercing equipment and absolutely no experience <laughs> waste my brother's time by sending um, I recommend your resume be 40 pages or more <laughs> <laughs> this is like the time I posted on Twitter for people uh, show up at Geek Inc. Tattoo bring stray dogs and you'll get a free tattoo <laughs> the worst is it I'm always scared to play practical jokes on you because I know without a doubt you'll put my number on fucking Marketplace or Craigslist. Oh, yeah. Offering free chickens or goats. Goats, yeah. <laughs> That's so true. It's because you'll get calls for three solid days. It, if you can flag it all you want, I'll just repost that shit. You know how many email addresses I have? Infinity. Because yeah. Google takes three seconds yep. to sign up. Dumb. <laughs> Blame Sergey Brin. He did this. <laughs> that and, uh, yeah, but seriously, listeners, I cannot, uh, I cannot make this any more clear. Go to Geek Inc. Tattoo on all of your social medias. They do the best work. Um, every piece I have on my body except one uh, very misguided piece I got in college is from Geek Inc. Tattoo. I plan on getting something from every single artist working there. They are all fantastic. We do rad tattoos. They really do. Folks. Yeah. And it's always good conversation. That's uh, true. They Welcoming once, place. Yeah. I once hung out there so long that I was saved from being murdered. That's a story for another show. <laughs> but <laughs> I owe them my life very literally. And, uh, and, uh, you know, thank you very much for You're coming welcome. on. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. We appreciate your coming. And uh, listeners, as I bet usual, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. You I knew definitely it. appreciate the coming. As soon as I said it. Oh God, <laughs> listeners, I love you. I love you. Bye.